Welcome to the Primal Path Podcast. We cover topics on physical and mental fitness, unorthodox training methods, philosophies and theories to achieve a balanced life, and methods to revive our primal behaviors and rebuild a daily movement practice that's consistent and attainable. Happy New Year, tribe. It is 2023, and I uh, just want to give you a couple things. We're recording kind of in a new location, so uh, trying this out. There might be an echo, uh, but so bear with me as I figure that out. Um, other than that, I hope you guys have been liking what we've been doing in our Mondays and Wednesdays for hypertrophy training. Um, seems like I've gotten a pretty good amount of feedback. Uh, positive feedback on it. So I'm glad you guys are really taking the time to feel those muscles and also see how much further you can actually push yourself. Um, you know, we our mind stops us from doing what we want to do a lot of the times and our mind kind of holds us back. And, and, you know, just as much as we train our body, we also have to train that mind. We have to train the mind to know that it can go farther, that it can do more, that you can do more, that I can do more. Um, and then once you elevate your mind to that level, you become more productive. And I don't mean just in movement, but in now when you're trying to take on tasks that seem like a challenge, like nutrition, it's not as scary because you believe in yourself more. And there's such a big correlation between our physical fitness and our mental fitness and it's something that I I do talk about <clears throat> a lot uh because they are one of the same and the more we we can see the similarities in what we're doing inside the gym carrying over to the stuff that we're doing outside the gym um just overall, the more discipline you have, the the more focused you are throughout the day, the more energy you have, like, um, and the more you're willing to take on, like, harder challenges and, and, and bigger challenges. And, and you start finding the fun of seeing what you can do with your life, what you can do with your body, um, whether that is physical or, you know, personal. It doesn't really matter. But, um, and, and with that being said, like, I think this year is like, let's forget about the science. There's like too much science going on here. Like, and no one wants to do anything unless there's some sort of science that backs this. Um, and then we spend our days just researching stuff and, and not actually just doing. Like, that's how you learn. That's how you become better at things is like putting yourself out there and, and willing to be humble and willing to be vulnerable and saying, you know what, I, I really am not good at this movement. And I'm just kind of pushing myself too hard with this weight thinking that I'm doing it. But I really do want to get a better position in this so I could heal my shoulder pain or my knee pain or something like that. Um, and we're so like focused on science. I know I'm going to jump everywhere, everywhere, but we're so focused on science that we don't just do and learn and, and have those faults and and be positive that we, you know, went through a tough time, be positive that we had a struggle with learning something. 
or overcoming something. And forget about the science in the sense of like stop thinking that science has all the answers. You know, science is great. Like it 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 really is. Like I love science. I'm a total science nerd, but there's a lot of stuff that science doesn't know. There's a lot of stuff that science doesn't know. There's a lot of science, the stuff that science can't measure. And also, you know, you also have to throw in the aspect of who's funding the research for the science. It's not like people are just out there just having fun. I mean, some companies are, sure. Um, but I'm saying like a, a lot of science is backed by some sort of company or something that has, you know, one side or the other side that it favors when it looks at things. And when we talk about training and we're talking about fitness, we're talking about food and, and mental fitness and stuff like that. There's not enough information that we can give you that can ever replace going through the motions. And no matter what science says on what the best program is to do the best thing or the best foods to eat and all this other stuff. That's just guidelines. Those are just general outlines. Like you have to find it within you what works for you. There is there is something out there that's written that does work for you, whether, you know, a, a diet or movement or something like that, for sure. And if you look long enough and try things out long enough, you're going to find out exactly what that is. And I think that's also like the fun of life and the fun of movement is you get to, you know, try things out, fun of nutrition and stuff. But the other, you know, 10 billion diets you've tried or the 10 different exercise programs you've tried were all science based on something and none of them worked. Well, just because you haven't found the thing that you need. And sometimes you need to stop looking at the science and go off of how you feel. Put the foods into your system, listen to it. You feel like crap afterwards. You have to go to the bathroom like all the time. Like you can't sleep or you're jittery. You're up all night. You have a headache. Like you pay attention to that stuff when you put food in your system. And then you're going to start recognizing patterns. Okay, when I put this in, my body doesn't have as much inflammation. It doesn't ache as much when I stop taking as much wheat products in. When I stop eating a half a loaf of bread every day. Like everything comes down to the moderation. And everything is tied within itself. Your nutrition is tied to how well you do in fitness. Your fitness is tied to how well you sleep at night. How well you sleep at night is how well you perform and can focus the next day and how much energy you have. So the cycle is just, it, it just continues on. So we need to stop looking at science to find the one thing that we're missing that's going to solve it. And there's not going to be, not magical root, you know, ashwagandha you take now. Like, great, it's good. But once again, it's not solving anything. Might help you out. Like, oh, this works great. Good. Yeah. It added something you may be deficient in. And then your body's going to level out and then you're going to stop taking the ashwagandha and then your energy is going to fall off. And it's just, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it, it, you know, stop looking at the science and start feeling, start feeling, you know, and that, that's it with movement as well too. You know, we provide, what we give you guys is um, everything that your body needs, the fuel, the energy, the expenditure, the heart rate, the muscle pump, 
Um, and I think we really do it better than anybody. I, I, I don't see anyone doing what, exactly what we're doing, and we're splitting those days up. That you're Every week, if you were to come six days a week, it is the perfectly balanced program. And yes, I'm being biased in that sense, but I'm not talking balanced like I hit each muscle group perfectly throughout the day or like perfectly throughout the entire body over the entire week. That's that's not necessarily what's important because everything has training cycles and we focus on one thing for 12 weeks and another 12 weeks and another 12 weeks. It's easy to start and stop and break things up for your body to get good at something and then let's focus on another thing that we have as a weakness and fo- and, and stuff like that. So um, not like I said necessarily on, on the muscle aspect, but what does your body need? It needs to sprint. Like it has to sprint. All out sprints. We have to do that. We have to get that heart rate high. We have to exercise that heart rate. And the way that we do that is by breathing really heavy and getting the blood pumping and and letting heart, our heart do our thing. We have to do endurance. We have to get in the mindset of just going slow and long and just going. And then you're going to get aches and pains and be able to push through those aches and pains to get to that next step. We need power. We need to be explosive. We need to have hip drive. We need that's going to help us, you know, in general, solve a lot of issues that are in our back and our glutes, the power of our glutes to generate power, to get up off the ground, to pick yourself up, pick things up, put them down. Um, We need power. We need hypertrophy. We need strength, max strength and strength and hypertrophy are almost, you know, very, very similar. We train them. There's not like massive differences, but um, we need actual just days that we're not doing cardio every single day and focus on that muscle pump. Focus on burning those muscles out and pushing those muscles to the limits with tempo, with time under tension, with really high volume and moderate weight. Build the joints and tendons with that high rep and the isometric contractions. We need midline to start things off. Our midline is control of everything we do. It's all core to extremity, our entire body. That's how our body moves. We need the midline and and putting them in isometric contractions, not just doing ab mat sit-ups or like knees to chest. Like those are good, but knees to chest work more of your hip flexors than your abs for most people. Um, we need our primal patterns. This is probably the one that's most overlooked by everyone. We need to learn how to crawl. We need to learn how to crawl again. It's the fundamentals. We did that before we ever walked. How can you walk, but you can't crawl? There's, You know, you're, you're missing a big step. A big step. We need to be able to rotate. We need to generate power through a rotation of our body from the floor you know, to the tip of her finger, from her toe to the tip of her finger, rotating, throwing a punch. What is that? That's rotation. Swinging a bat, rotation. You know, like, uh, you know, running, you're having rotation. And, you know, like, yes, it's good to run. I, I guess it's not, but we were kind of teaching you guys running in a, a stiff torso position, which I'm kind of going against now and doing a lot of more coil training, but that's a whole other subject. But we need rotation because we need to run. Running requires rotation. And if we're stiff on our rotation, when we try to run, 
it's going to be painful showing up like somewhere in the back and the glutes and the hip and the knee. You know, we have to have strong feet. Every time you're like pushing off your single foot on a run, you're getting two, 300 times your body weight. Some even say 500 times. And if your feet do not have a strong arch and it collapses, you're just asking like for knee pain and for hip pain and low back pain. So we need to be barefoot more often or we need minimalist shoes or we need shoes that have a zero heel to toe drop. And we need odd objects. And putting our position in different planes. Like kettlebell windmills and things like that. And we give you that every single week. And if you just do those things, and it, it's, you don't have to be, you don't, you know, I, I always tell everyone, you don't have to go hard. And you guys are, you know, you're used to that. And now when we opened up the strength and hypertrophy, I'm telling you the entire opposite. But you just need to get these things done throughout the week. It doesn't matter how you do it, but your body needs a little bit of everything. And when we do that, like I said before, that helps clear up your mental health. And obviously your mental health will give you a little bit better sleep and more focus and energy and so on and so forth. And it ties into your food and, um, and, and, and that's what movement is. Movement is nutrition for your body. It's the same thing as food. It's same like, you know, it's, it's, I know that seems simple, but I mean like your actual program of what you're doing on a weekly basis is how you're feeding yourself. If you're always going fast and always going hard and always competing you're 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 missing the important aspect of the things that you did as a child like of going slow and just learning coordination and helping build patterns and basic primal patterns of our movements of you know kicking a ball against a wall over and over again not really you're not there sweating um as a kid i wasn't sweating when i was kicking a ball against the wall i just kept on doing it and it just built a lot of you know Foot eye coordination, kept my ankle nice and mobile and strong, um, things like that. So when you do go slow in a workout, it doesn't mean that it's easy, but it allows you to feel each position that you're going through. And our body needs mainly that, especially if you're, you know, in your 30s, 30s and above. Like that's 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 reality. Now if you're a professional athlete or you're training really, really hard and you're, you can take it, then that's one thing, but don't try to like, it sounds like I'm ruining people's dreams, but like aspire to put in the effort of your role models. Don't as aspire to look like them. You want to look like you and whatever form that comes out to be. And I mean, I'm not saying you can't have like, oh, I want, you know, I want to look like this person, or that person. But I'm saying like, when you look at those people, those fitness uh, professionals or, or fitness idols on social media, <clears throat> excuse me, on social media or something like that, you know, appreciate the effort that they're, they're putting in. Um, and that effort is what will get you to the place that you want to be. You know, that's like more or less what I'm saying. If that makes sense. Hopefully. <laughs>
But it, it's uh, you need to hit all those different aspects of fitness either way to get what you need to get, like what you're looking for in your body. And that's for long-term health. That's for short-term fitness goals. And that's why we change things up every 12 weeks. Um, short-term fitness goals, whether it's a specific skill you want to do, something you always, you know, uh, stuff like that. But um, but yeah, forget about the science this year. That's that's pretty much what I'm saying, guys. Kids, you know, take it for what it is, more or less. Got it. Sounds good. I'll put it in the, you know, my, uh, I'll put it in the back of my head and think about it and and try it out and try to in, implement things and and um, just use it that way. But try to really go off your field. Get connected with yourself. Get connected with yourself. Listen to what your body wants. When it hurts, stop. Like what 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 do you get out of pushing your body on a day-to-day -day basis when you're feeling in pain? Do you think like it's gonna heal better if we push through the pain? I mean, it's one thing to push through a pain in an emergency situation. It's another thing day in and day out to just keep on pushing your body and breaking it more, hoping that it's going to heal, especially if we're not feeding our body the right nutrients and, most importantly, getting enough sleep at night. So if you put all those three factors, you're, you're just burning your battery out. You're burning that candle on both ends. So when you feel pain, slow it down. That's that's what I do. And, and for instance, I got into this whole running thing right now. You know, so I'm um, getting back on a running kick. Um, and I'm just trying to run slow and long. And just doing it all on trails too because I don't want to run in treadmill. I don't want to run on the road. I've done all that stuff. It's just not fun. It's boring. It's impactful on my ankles. I, you know, and I'm like, if I run on the trail, it's better for my ankles. My ankles are like be tossing around, stepping on roots and rocks and, you know, different angles going up hills and, you know, it's going to be healthy for my ankle. So I'm doing it not because I love running because I hate running. I honestly hate running. Um, but I'm running because I'm looking at like, okay, how can I convince myself to get back into running? I'm like, what are the benefits? I'm like, all right, it's impactful on legs. That's why I've been running barefoot because I can't heel strike. So it helps fix my gait. Um, but I'm like, what are, the, what are the benefits? And I'm like, well, if I do some trail running, then it's going to be health for my ankles and I need that. And this is a good way to get that training in without me thinking about it. Like, once again, kicking that ball against the wall. Like, this is a way that I can get that stuff done. I don't have to kill myself. I don't have to beat myself up. I stop when I want to stop. I go when I want to go. And I just take it whatever it is. And you know what? Like, running an hour is not an issue. Like, I don't go fast. I go hard. But, you know, I was saying before, uh, you know, for pain, is that I'll run like 30 minutes I want to feel like a little bit of pain in my lower right back. And that's, I knew, no, because I can't open up my right hip flexor. I finally can now, but not all the way because for 13 years I had a pretty much a limp um, because of the pain in my ankle, the bone spur I had pushing on my Achilles for 13 years. So I couldn't push off the toe because it felt like a hot screwdriver shoving in the back of my heel. 
So I shortened my gait on my right foot so my hip flexor got tight and then I was pulling on my lower back. So now I could run 30 minutes. I don't get that pain, but it, or, and then I get that pain. It kind of just slowly creeps in. And as soon as I feel it, I just stop running and I start walking. I would turn around. I walk backwards. I walk backwards up hills um, to kind of fire up that hip flexor and, and stretch it out. And then I'll walk for a little bit and the pain will go away. And once the pain goes away, I go back to running. Do a couple, a little bit of a jog, a walk, a jog, and then go back to run it and then it's gone and it's made me not hate running so far and I look forward to it which I never looked forward to running and um it's just one of those things that I try to get along I pass along to you guys like I tell you guys to go easy it's not because I'm, I'm trying to tell you to just you know lightweight I don't want you to get hurt like we go easy so we can learn we can go hey you know what my body actually feels good if I slowed that down I do want you guys to push it obviously like for sure, it's important, but push it when you're healthy. And when I say push it, it doesn't mean that you have to go faster. Like, you're, you know, you're trying to make the reps like perfectly unbroken, like put a pause at the top and put a pause at the bottom of each movement. So you know that you completed that movement, put a pause there, go, yep, my knees are locked out. My abs are tight. My glutes are squeezed. I feel full contact of my foot. And I'm standing up this front squat. All right. The bar is sitting on my shoulders. Good. Let's go back into that. Uh, go back down into that squat. And then hinge at the hips. Try to keep those toes forward, knees out. And keep that tension in the core. Go down to a point where it feels comfortable. That you're not like hurting your knee or like collapsing your back or anything like that. Stop at that point, wherever that may be. Maybe it's a quarter squat. Maybe it's a half squat. Maybe it's three-quarter squat. Maybe it's all the way down. And then continue to keep that tension and pause at the bottom and feel comfortable in that. Maybe you have to shift back a little bit. Maybe shift forward. Maybe you feel that one leg is taking most of the weight, so you can kind of shift your hips over or, or, or shift your body weight to one side or the other to help load that weaker leg. Put that pause in there and stand that right back up. Lock those legs out. And taking that time, you could still move fast through those reps. You still get that heart rate up. But you have moved efficiently to the best of your ability at that time. You've identified any weaknesses in your position that can help you load and start just changing that position of that front squat a little bit to load one leg more than the other. And you get a really good workout that at the end of the day, you go home and you go, you know, I don't feel, I don't feel, you know, pain. I'm, you know, and maybe you have a little bit of aches here and there because that's human. Everyone's going to have arthritis. It's natural. It's just wear and tear on the body, just like wear and tear on an engine. But you throw a word on it, it sounds scary. Accept it. You're going to get it. Cool. Great. Doesn't change anything. You don't need to change what you're doing just because the doctor told you you have arthritis. You might be limited, might reduce things. It might change the way that you train, but it doesn't mean you need to stop training. It doesn't mean you stop using that joint. You just have to be a little bit more careful with it. Maybe you need to go more resistance training. So slow it down and, and, and to the point where you're getting good solid reps at a, at a weight that feels comfortable. And once you get, once you feel that, then you're going to slowly build that up. And as you get heavier, it's a lot safer. You're not risking injury. 
because you know that position is very strong at every time that you put a pause in at the top or the bottom, whatever it is. You know your core is braced right from the get-go on every movement. You know that your breathing pattern is in and out when it needs to be in and out, and you can fill your belly with, with air and push it out. Those are all important things, all, all really important things that we need to think about when we're doing movement within the gym. Now, when we move on to mental health, we could also start looking at our mental fitness, I should say, what all this stuff carries over to is the confidence that we build in ourselves, the self-esteem that we get. The energy that it gives us, the focus to put our attention and belief in something that we might have thought we, we didn't fully believe or we're honest with ourselves about. It allows us to be a little bit more vulnerable to help us identify our weaknesses. And it allows you to overcome a lot of things and, and take on new challenges like we're talking about. But with that mental fitness, we still have to look at what are we doing besides physical new fitness. And I don't really talk about nutrition because nutrition is nutrition. But what are those things that we're doing? But for our mental fitness, we also need to make sure that we're getting sleep. So what is our routine to go to bed on top of that all to help us with our mental fitness to allow us to, to continue to perform every day? And our sleep patterns, how long we're sleeping for, how, how well we sleep. Like when you wake up in the morning, I love asking myself, do I feel rested? That's it. I, that's the first thing I do when I open my eyes. Do I feel rested? You know, you could start putting on, I just started this too, so I can't really have any backing on this besides what Urban Lab says is, but uh, putting red light, you know, red light in your bedroom around bedtime, it just helps ease the mind, helps reduce cortisol levels apparently, and it doesn't need to be fancy red lights, it could be party red lights. Doing that stuff, it just kind of like really chills you out. And then I think about it, I'm like, oh, I've gone into some, uh, some nice, what are kind of like what are those uh like martini bars that have like couches and all red light and it was like very mellow and calming and then i was like that does make sense but doing stuff like that i was setting up a routine of when we go to bed when we shut off our electronics and then the other aspect of that is through that mental fitness through our physical fitness through our nutrition through our good sleep habits, we could start dipping into the realm of cold water. And I always throw this stuff out there because it is something that uh, I think is really important in life. Because all it is is cold water. And you literally let your mind overcome what you're physically capable of doing. So you'll lift a really heavy weight. You'll suffer through a, a tough workout or a tough event, but you won't you know, dip your toe in cold water for 30 seconds or turn the water cold in the shower. And that's okay. Like that's not for everyone. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's like, this is the end all be all you have to, but I'm saying is that like you have, you have the capability and you don't know how good it feels once you finish up with a cold shower and step out. You want to talk about an energy boost. Like, 
forget the coffee, forget the caffeine. Go and get in a cold shower in the morning, the first thing. And when you get out of that, as cold as you would be, you're going to be really warm. It helps burn fat. It builds brown adipose in the body instead of white adipose. Um, and in general, like you get just more focused, right? And if you think of like disease and bacteria and all that other stuff, most of it thrives in like warm, hot areas. Like obviously there's a bunch of the cold. So when you're taking a cold shower, it's also really good for your skin too. It keeps, tightens up your skin. Um, but you have the opportunity of killing a lot of stuff too that's on your body. So it, it, it overall makes you feel really good. It does, especially if you get in the habit. Well, the biggest thing is, 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 you know, that mental challenge. And, you know, that's an, that's a good one too, for yourself too. Like if you're trying to like push yourself and get yourself out of the comfort zone, which is, you know, what we, we all need to strive to do. Um, if you haven't been willing to take a cold shower or turn it on for 30 seconds and try to breathe in it and in the back of the neck all the way down, um, Maybe it's something that uh, you see how mentally tough you are and, and, and try to get that done, you know, in the first couple months of this year. And I'm a firm believer of getting out of that comfort zone. And I want, I want you guys to think of something that is going to get you out of the comfort zone this year. And for me, it's going to be a long run. Anyways. Happy 2023. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you next time.